You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hey everyone, and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, episode number one. I'm your host, Trip from tripadvice.com, and that's Trip with two Ps. People always get that confused. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, then welcome. This podcast is all about helping you get more dates, have an incredible sex life, and even get a hot girlfriend. Every episode, I'm going to be teaching you new tips, tricks, and techniques to help you attract and date the women of your choice. And if you enjoy listening, please do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast and even write a review. By doing this, you are helping spread the word about the podcast, which helps your fellow man become as successful in dating as you. And uh, it's a big thank you to me. So in return, uh, I can put out more and more podcasts for you, teaching you how to get girls. So uh, yeah, and don't forget, pick up your free gift. I got a free gift for you just for listening in. It's a 17-minute hidden camera video of one of my students doing an approach and talking to these two hot girls during the day, and I give a full detailed commentary and breakdown. Okay, so he flirts with them, he attracts them, he ends up getting their number, which you'll see in the video, and uh, I explain in thorough detail why he says what he says and how every word out of his mouth and every every body language move helps him get these girls to like him and you can really just see it live right there. And after watching this, you'll be able to use some of the techniques and concepts in the video to confidently talk to girls that you like. This is a 17-minute video and it's only available for my podcast listeners. That's right. This isn't uh, available anywhere else. It's my special gift to you for listening in. And in order to get that, all you got to do is go to tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift. You can get that uh, whenever you want. Uh, again, it's tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift. All right. So let's go into the topic of the day. So today we're talking about openers. And I thought that's, uh, this would be an appropriate topic to start off the podcast because, I mean, it's the opening of the show, right? And openers are usually the first thing you use when you talk to girls, right? So how, how nice is that? Openers, openers, and the opening of the show. So let's get right into it. What do I mean by opener? What is an opener? So what's this all about? Well, an opener, uh, also sort of uh, in the uh, pickup artist community or uh, you know, really anywhere, kind of known as a, a pickup line. So that's another thing that guys... Uh, tend to say an opener or pickup line. Uh, I like to just say opener. It's it's the first words out of your mouth before you talk to a girl. Okay, so it's the first, very first thing you're going to say to her when you start the conversation with her in really any uh, any context. And this is the very thing that is going to get her attention from the very start. Okay. So that's basically what an opener is, what it's all about. And uh, and here's the big idea behind openers. I want, I want to go over a ton of great stuff for you today and teach you uh, actually specific examples of some openers that I like to use. Uh, I'm going to tell you some openers that are out there that I don't really recommend. I think they're not as good. Um, but the big idea behind openers is that it doesn't actually matter what you say. Okay, you may have heard that before. You may have heard something like, it doesn't matter what you say, it's how you say it, right? That is, gosh, that is just the absolute truth right there. I mean, again, you might be thinking, well, then, Trip, why are you teaching us, you know, all these different openers and stuff? Because, again, in the beginning, it doesn't hurt to have a few openers. You know, they kind of act as training wheels. And I know a lot of guys uh, get pretty nervous when they talk to girls, and it can be. Uh, just very frightening. So it's good to have a few options for you to open up and uh, and not get as nervous. Okay. So, uh, but again, it's it's not really what you say; it's how you say it. All right. So a lot of it is in the delivery, and I'll talk about that today too. What, what kind of 
really uh, the best delivery is in order to get a girl's attention and get her to pay attention to you. Okay, so we'll go over that as well. Um, a lot of guys I've found, they do a lot of research on the topic of openers. They they try to find out what the best stars and you know they try to find the best pickup lines and things like that. Now, before we get into some of the openers, and I'll give you examples of some good ones, I want to talk about pickup lines for a second. Okay, so there is a there's a lot of people out there who say that pickup lines, uh, they work and they're amazing. Um, a lot of people also are kind of against them. I would probably put myself in the category of kind of against them. Um, I don't think that they always work. Again, though, it's really important that we talk about delivery, right? Again, it's how you deliver the pickup line. So if you're going to deliver a pickup line in a serious way, like you actually mean the things you're saying. So, for example, there's like a very famous pickup line, which you've probably heard before, uh, that it goes, um, did, you know, you go up to the girl and you say, did it hurt? And she'll say, did what hurt? And you'll say, when you fell from heaven, did it hurt? Right? And that's like calling her an angel. And it's like really, really cheesy, right? That's a very famous pickup line. Now, if you actually mean that and and the delivery behind your voice is so intentional with that line, you're going to come off cheesy. But... If you can say the pickup line in such a way where she kind of knows you're joking, you maybe have a little bit of a smirk on your face, something like that, then at that point, uh, it should work a little bit better just because she knows that you're using a pickup line. So it's like the kind of it's kind of meta at that point. Like it's a joke that you're using it. You don't actually mean it. But I say at the end of the day, there are so much better options out there for you in terms of openers and you don't really need to use that. Okay, so like I said, sometimes they're funny, sometimes they make girls laugh, but in essence, they don't really work. And now, uh, you know, there's one thing I think about when it comes to, you know, openers. I, I'm not a big subscriber to uh, things like the mystery method or uh, pickup stuff or um, like the, the book, The Game. I, I did read it, and that is, I will admit, that is one of the reasons why I got into uh, all this stuff, and it's kind of it was my gateway drug into it. Like I found out, oh, okay, there are ways to get better with women. You could practice things, uh, you could study female psychology and all that. Um, but I found kind of better ways to uh, meet girls and attract girls and talk to girls rather than using pickup artist methods. Anyways, uh, what I'm trying to say is, I remember I'll say one thing. I, there, there was one time when I saw a mystery, and he was on. Uh, I think it was like Conan or Letterman or Jay Leno or something like that when he was promoting his show. And this is one of the really one of the only few things that uh, I really liked out of Mystery's Mouth. A lot of this stuff, I, I, again, I don't really subscribe to. Um, so I'm not really endorsing him here, but it, it, he, he makes a good point. Oh, again, I forgot where what show he was on, but they asked him, like, you know, what is the best pickup line? They said, what's the best pickup line? And he said, and it was shocking to hear this because you would think that he would say some sort of like cheesy pickup line, but he said, hi, right? And that was kind of like, and he was dead serious. It was like, hi was the best pickup line. And I realized at that point, wow, uh, that's true. You know, I didn't, I didn't really know it till years later, but yeah, hi works. Okay. So, so that's the whole idea again, behind the openers is sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Just going up and saying hi at this point is almost an original, is an original thing to do. And that's because most people are trying so hard to think of what to say. What is the best opener to use? And sometimes hi works really well. Okay. Now, of course you have to have follow up after that. You got to have really amazing conversational skills, uh, to, to, you know, be able to follow up with hi, uh, but you know, if you don't, we'll go over some of that stuff. So let's talk about how do you prepare for an opener, okay? So how do you prepare yourself before you give the opening line, right? So there's a few things you can do with your body. There's a few things that you can do to make yourself feel more relaxed. So one thing I always tell uh, my students, because I'm a dating coach and I, I coach students and I take them out into... Uh, the field, you know, to bars and during the day and, and, and great things like that. And of course, uh, just a little bit about me, I uh, I probably approached, oh God, I don't even know, well over like maybe a thousand girls in, in the past, I don't know, six, seven years, 
eight years, something like that. I've been studying this stuff for a long time, uh, again, which is, is one of the reasons why, uh, you know, I have some great material that I'm going to be teaching you. And I found that before you say an opener, big deep breaths are very important if you're nervous, okay? Even if you're not nervous, it's good to really uh, draw in your breath. I always say uh, big deep breaths in through your nose and then out through your mouth like that. And you should do three really big deep breaths. And, and if you just breathe deep through your nose and then you kind of just hold it, just hold it just for like a second, like a one, 1,000, and then release just like that. It helps calm your nerves. It helps kind of focus um, your brain a little bit in terms of being more in the moment because a lot of the nervousness and the anxiety, it actually comes from uh, thinking more about what's going to happen, you know, what's going to happen after the opener, what's going to happen before the opener, things like that. So you just want to breathe, okay? Another thing is body language, okay? So I want to teach you some of the appropriate body language that you're going to need before you go up and talk to a girl or a group of girls, all right? So first of all, you want to keep your hands down and keep your hands outside of your pockets. And I know this sounds really strange. A lot of guys, uh, they feel, and I, trust me, I get it. I was some, you know, I was there too when I started this stuff. Is I felt weird to like keep my hands out of my pockets and to the side. Like I felt very stiff, like a monkey, like my big hands outside of my, um, just outside of my body like that. Uh, but as as crazy as it sounds, it does look so much better. It just infinitely looks better to have your hands down to the sides than crossing your hand, uh, uh, crossing your arms or putting them behind your back. Right? You don't want to fidget too much. You don't want to be cracking your knuckles. You don't want to be playing with your hands. I found a lot of guys uh, when I would be coaching them is they'd play with their hands a lot. And you know what? If you happen to do it in the first couple of, of approaches, if you're just starting out, don't worry. It's okay. It's not the end of the world, but it's definitely something you want to take note of as you uh, continue on your journey to get better at uh, talking and attracting girls. Okay. So uh, another thing you want to think about is really just good posture, right? So a good way to do that is uh, roll your shoulders back and, and stand as tall as you can and just, you know, kind of imagine like there is a rope connected to your spine and it's pulling you up, right? So it's it's keeping you erect and that's what you want. It's crazy. I mean, even even when I see, you know, women walking along the street, if they have bad posture even at that point they're so much less attractive i don't know uh well actually i do know what it is the fact that if if you look like you have bad posture you have bad posture uh, scientifically speaking that's not uh the that's not uh it's not healthy to be like that and it looks unhealthy and and if you know anything about attraction and what we're attracted to we're attracted to people who look the healthiest that's why you might see a girl with very clear skin um, who might be uh, skinny and long flowing hair, right? You might be uh, attracted to that. That's like a, it's a model look almost. And that's because those are signs of health and we're attracted to, to women that are healthy and women are attracted to men who look healthy. So that's the whole idea behind good posture. Now, another thing I want you to do is I want you to walk slow, move slow, talk slow, Chances are you're doing everything very fast, okay? So I want you to slow down. When you walk over to the girl, walk slow over to her, wherever she is, if she's at a grocery store, at a bar, wherever, you know, in class, wherever you are that you're going to talk to her, walk slow. Of course, if she's like running from you or, you know, uh, she's way ahead of you, yeah, okay, catch up to her. But, you know, if she's just standing still, sitting still, walk slow when you get up there talk slow, enunciate the words that are coming out of your mouth, right? Everything should just be very slow. And you might be thinking, well, uh, Trip, if I sound too slow, I'm going to sound like an idiot. Well, here's the thing. When you try to talk slower, because you're trying to compensate for how fast you're talking, it's possible that, you know, when you do try to talk slower, you're actually going to be going at a more normal rate, okay? So I constantly have to be slowing down my speech and my students' speeches as well 
And when I tell them to slow down, it just kind of evens out where they are. So just think about talking slow, moving slow, very calm, okay? Now, just because you're calm, that doesn't mean that you're going to not have energy, okay? You still want energy when you go up to the girls that you're talking to, okay? Some little tricks for that are, you know, just to to kind of snap yourself out of it and and just gain a little bit of energy and excitement because that's what you want when you go up there. You want to talk slow, move slow, but you want to do it with energy. So an example of that is right now I'm talking slow and you can hear everything I'm saying, but I'm talking with energy, right? You can hear it in the tonality of my voice. It's energetic, but it's still at a good pace, okay? That's kind of uh, similar to where you want to be in terms of talking to her, okay? So a couple quick tricks, slap yourself in the face, um, just a few times, slap yourself in the face, tense up your whole body really tight, and then release. Do that maybe three times, right? You tense up your whole body, just like you're just kind of contracting all your muscles, and then release like that, okay? That's just going to kind of put yourself into a more relaxed state, Okay, so that's a good trick I've learned uh, that's going to help you with gearing up for, for energy. Another thing is is um, if you're going in there and you want to show a lot of energy and you're going up to a few girls, high fives are a great way. It might be something you want to open up with, like, hey, you girls are cool, and give them a few high fives, right? That gets the energy going. That's one thing. Um, and just remember this. Again, it's not what you say. It's how you say it, Okay. Opening lines are the training wheels. And then when the training wheels come off, then you can say whatever you like. All right? Hey, man, sorry to interrupt. It's still me, Trip. I just wanted to let you in on something that most of my listeners don't know about. It's 10 years of my most effective techniques for meeting and seducing beautiful women condensed into this ultimate training. It's available at getherhooked.com. Don't worry if you're not attractive, rich, or don't have high status. This 10-hour online course gives you the whole system I've created for meeting and attracting the beautiful women in your town. It will help you with approach anxiety, knowing what to say to women on the street and online, how to flirt, my exact texting sequence for getting her to respond, which you can just copy and paste, and how to either get a girlfriend or have multiple one-night stands. This is everything you need to know, and it's all in this one program. Get it now at getherhooked.com. Again, that's getherhooked.com. All right, so at this point, you're probably like, all right, what, what, what do I say? You know, what am I supposed to say when I go up to her? Uh, what are some of the exact things? Well, I'm going to break down for you uh, all different types of uh, openers here and, and then give you actual examples of stuff that you can use, okay? So there's like about three to four different types of openers. Uh, maybe there's more, but I found that, you know, these are kind of the main ones and, uh, the first one is an opinion opener, okay? So an opinion opener, uh, what is that? Very simple. You're just going up and asking your opinion. Uh, I'll say right off the bat, I'm not a fan of these. And you might be thinking, okay, well, if I'm not a fan, why am I saying them on the podcast? Well, because I still want you to, to have options. I still want you to, um, you know, because you might have something. You might have a good opinion question to ask. And, and every, you know, everything works different for everybody. Uh, I still just want to give you all the options. I don't want to hold back any information from you, okay? Because all this stuff does work on some level. But I will tell you what I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, what I'm in favor of and um, and what I'm not as much in favor of. Opinion openers, again, not as much in favor of. Um, so what's an example? Going up to a girl asking her, what type of cologne do you like better, right? And having her smell two different kinds of colognes that may be on your wrist. Again, I didn't make that up. That's something I've heard before. Another one is maybe asking, who's your favorite pop singer from the 90s, Michael Jackson or Madonna? Okay, that's another one. Another type of opinion opener. Uh, you can ask them an opinion on a relationship, right? A relationship question, uh, which women love, by the way. That's that's why it's a popular type of opinion opener, some kind of a relationship question. Something like, you know, hey, my friend is, hey, quick question. My, my friend is dating this girl and uh, she calls him like five times per day. Is that normal? Right, so something like that. Now, uh, if you've been following my stuff for a while and you know who I am, you know I'm trying to come from an authentic place and I want you to be authentic and real to you. Uh, that's going to help you in the long run be better at attracting women. So I don't want you to just use those 
opinion openers, right? Where you don't actually have a friend. Uh, that's just an example. Um, don't want you to just use it to use it. If you have an actual opinion that you want, then that's great. Use that, but don't just steal that. Another is situational openers. Okay, so situational opener is exactly what it says there. It's some kind of opener where you start conversation uh, with something that's going on in the situation around you. Okay, so an example of that would be going up to a girl and saying, wow, this bar has some awesome drinks, doesn't it? If there's a, a place that you guys are at that specializes in crazy drinks, right? That's a situational opener. Another one is commenting on some event that you're at. So maybe you're at a concert, you're at a club, right? You can comment on the DJ, you can comment on the lights, the bartenders, the people around you. You can comment on anything that you can, right? Anything that's going on around you in the situation, you can use that to start conversation. Okay, so uh, what's another one? Okay, now we're going into some of my favorite. This is the stuff that I teach, and I actually coined the phrase uh, on a couple of these. So uh, these next two are, uh, well, first one is social openers. So social and opener, something that I created, which is basically an opener that's not, uh, that's usually used in a social situation, um, not usually used if you're just kind of seeing one girl who's just kind of uh, hanging out at the grocery store, right? At a grocery store, you might want to use some sort of situational opener uh, or may, potentially an opinion opener. You can go up to a girl and ask her what she likes better if you're at a grocery store. But a social opener is being social and showing the girl or girls that you are social, okay? So my personal favorite is uh, this one type of line that – uh, this one you can feel free to use and steal. It's not being inauthentic because you might actually mean it, right? So this template is, you girls look cool. I had to come over and say hi, okay? You can also say, you girls look nice. I had to come over and say hi, okay? You girls look cool. I had to come over and say hi. You girls look nice. I had to come over and say hi. Another one is, you girls look fun. I had to come over and say hi. And I only say uh, that, that you should go and do that if they're looking like they're having fun. Otherwise, they might think that you're teasing them and it might be a bad way to open up conversation. If they look like they're bored and they're on their phone and you guys like – and then you go up to them and you're like, hey, you girls look like you're having fun. I had to come over and say hi. They're going to be like, oh, okay, uh, what a dick, right? So uh, you want to stay away from that. Okay, so that's a social opener. And uh, my next one is intention openers, okay? So this is – basically an opener that's stating your intentions, right? So your intentions is, you know, what you're feeling about her, right? That's It's the whole reason why you're over there, right? It's probably because you think she's cute. I'm only guessing that you want to talk to a girl uh, off the bat if you've never met her before because she's cute. So you actually go up to her and say, hey, you look cute. I had to come meet you. Or you're adorable. I had to come say hi, right? Or there's something about you. I had to come over and say hi, or you can do one of these. You can say, you know what? I'd regret it for the rest of the day if I didn't come over and say hi. Okay? So those are some great, great openers that you can use. Again, that's opinion openers, situational openers. We got social openers and intention openers. And what I want to do for you now, because you might be thinking, okay, I, I think I got this down trip. I, got a, I, I know what to say, but I'm still confused on the energy part. How am I actually going to say it to the girl? Well, I'm going to rehearse a couple for you right now, just my favorites in terms of uh, the social openers and how you're actually going to say it, okay? So we're going to play a little game here. Uh, we're going to kind of do a little uh, scene, okay? So just picture me. I see a girl, and she looks beautiful, and I want to go over and approach her. And I'm a little bit nervous, so I take just three big deep breaths. I went a little fast there. You can slow down when you do it, okay? Now I'm going to tense up and release. Tense up and release my whole body. I'm going to just tense up my entire body, every muscle. And release, okay? And then at this point, I'm just going to roll my shoulders back, fix my shoulders, fix my posture, take my hands out of my pockets, kind of just relax in my body for a second. Just relax. 
and I'm going to move slow. There's the girl at the bar. She's with a friend. I go over there. My heart's beating a little bit faster because I'm going over there. That's okay. Breathe. Okay, breathe. And then I see them. I give a big smile, right? So that's another tip that I think I might have left out. You want a big, big smile on your face when you go over and say, hey, you girls look fun. I had to come over and say hi. Just like that. Hey, you girls look fun. I had to come over and say hi. Or you can say, hey, what's up? You girls look cool. I had to come over and say hi. I know it probably sounds funny, right? It sounds funny to me just saying it into uh, a microphone right now, but but that's how you're going to deliver it. Hey, you girls are cool. I'd come over and say hi. Right? Fun energy. You don't want to be monotone. You want to have good, good, solid tonality. You want to say it from your chest. Bring it out. Don't say it from your throat or you won't be able to really talk to her. You want to say it deep from your chest. Hey, you girls are cool. I'd come over and say hi. What's up? Okay? You're going to deliver it just like that. Now, I have a lot of other openers, uh, but I don't want to get into them right now because I want to talk more about, because I mean, honestly, those are the best ones. I know guys always want more. They're always asking me for more. Well, I trip more, more, more. I need more. And I get it. I know where you're at, but you, you really don't. Trust me when I say I've been doing this for a long time. You could use any of these types of openers, uh, intention openers, social openers, uh, opinion openers, situational openers, any of these. And, and it will work just fine because it doesn't matter what you say. But if you're still like, no, Trip, I want more, um, I actually have a YouTube video. Uh, if you've seen my YouTube channel, it's youtube.com slash tripadvice. And I have a, a video which you can search for. You can probably just search for it in Google or just in YouTube. It's 33 Conversation Starters. So check that out, um, that YouTube video. I have 33 Conversation Starters. And what's cool about that is even though they're Conversation Starters, uh, you can use them anywhere in conversation. It can be an opener. It can be in the middle. It can be at the end. It doesn't matter. They're just great questions, great ways to open up a conversation or to continue a conversation if the conversation start, sort of just gets boring. Uh, so yeah, use those. See how it goes for you. Check it out. It's 33 Conversation Starters on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash tripadvice. Okay, so let's talk a little bit further on. So all right, so you open up. So what happens after that? What What's going to happen after you open up the interaction? Okay. Here's some great transitions that I'll give you. Uh, there's plenty of opportunities for more transitions. These are not the end all be all. I encourage you to be creative and try to come up with some on your own. But hey, don't worry if you can't right now. That's why you're listening to this podcast so you can learn how to do it. And uh, I'll tell you what, my students uh, tend to end up using these Pretty much every time they go and approach a girl and it works out just fine. So so the transition, um, and, and right now, by the way, I'm going to teach you how to do a transition from a social or an intention opener. You don't really need a transition from an opinion opener because you're asking an opinion. The transition is you guys are going to start talking about whatever you asked her in terms of her opinion. Um, and then in terms of a situational opener, you're just going to talk about, you know, whatever guy, whatever you guys are talking, whatever's happening in the situation. Right, so simple as that. Now, if you want to transition from a social opener or from an intention opener, you might say something like, "Okay," and again, I'll start from the beginning here, so this is in context, right? So you might say something like, "Hey, you girls look fun. I had to come over and say hi." So, how do you guys know each other? Okay, so that's the transition right there. How do you guys know each other? Right, really cool, just like that. Okay, you can also say something like. Uh, what, are you, what are you guys celebrating tonight? That's if they look like they're having a lot of fun. Okay, I wouldn't just kind of say that out of nowhere. Hey, you girls look cool. I had to come over and say hi. What are you guys celebrating tonight? Okay, another one is using what I call the let me guess, which is uh, a type of cold reading. Cold reading meaning uh, you're basically just kind of reading the situation right there and and uh, and kind of making a guess in terms of what you think she's like. Okay, so... You can say something like, hey, you girls are cool. I had to come over and say hi. And then they're going to say, hey. And you're going to say, okay, let me guess. You two are best friends. You met in uh, at Virginia Tech. And now you both are getting your master's in psychology. Am I right? 
right? So that's obviously kind of a joke. That'd be insane if you were actually correct on that. Um, they would probably love you if they're like, oh my God, we are best friends. We did go to Virginia Tech. We are studying our master's in psychology. Ah, right? Um, obviously, probably not the case. Uh, but you can make up some sort of guess, uh, make some sort of generalization up. I wouldn't say something, uh, obviously, I hate that I have to say this, but you just never know. I would not say something that's going to seem vulgar or like it's going to, like, you wouldn't say like, let me guess, you're a prostitute and you're a stripper. That would be one of the worst things you could say. So you want to be a little bit more lighthearted or else you're going to be, probably turn them off, okay? So bad idea to use something like that, but that's the let me guess transition. You can also do something where you comment on a drink or something they're holding or something that they're wearing. You know, if they're wearing something really cool, let them know. Like, wow, that's really cool. That's a badass, uh, those are badass pants or that's a cool drink. What is that, right? So this is almost like you're kind of transitioning from a social opener into some sort of situational type, you know. So let's say that it's a group of like eight girls, right? While you might say, what are you celebrating tonight? You also may say something like, wow, you guys are having a, a lot of fun. Like, what brings so many of you guys out tonight? Okay, something like that. So play around with it, see how it works for you, and uh, try those transitioners out, okay? Now, I get this question a lot. You know, what if they're a 10 versus a 5? So a lot of guys would be like, well, that might work if I approach a five, but what about a 10? What if she's a perfect 10? What if she's like an 11? What am I going to do? I got to say something so clever and crazy because she's an 11, right? Okay. There's no difference here in the openers, okay? You need to stop looking at women like their numbers if you're doing that, okay? Stop thinking, well, oh, she's super hot. She needs to be treated differently. That attitude right there is already going to hurt you, okay? Because if you're thinking that she needs to be treated differently, you're not going to end up getting her, okay? You're not going to be attracting her because you're not being uh, really confident in yourself. You're not feeling sure about yourself that you can go and talk to her because she's so pretty and she's a 10, right? I don't want you to change any of these openers, any of this attitude, anything at all. Keep everything I told you here and use that on the 10, okay? Use that on the 10, on the 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 15,000, whatever. It doesn't matter. No difference. Okay? So now let's talk about uh, another question I get a lot, which is uh, how to open up one girl versus a group of girls. And this is a great question because there is a little bit of a difference here. Okay? So there is a little bit of a difference here. Now, if you're opening up and using an opener during the day and you see a girl you want to come in with a little bit of a lower energy and you might use something like, well, you're not going to use a social opener. You'll probably use some sort of uh, an opinion opener. Maybe uh, a really good one during the day is, is usually some sort of situational opener, depending on what's going on around you. Um, let's see. During the day, you can also use an intention opener, right? You can go up to a girl and say, hey, I saw you over here and I thought you were cute. I had to come over and say hi, Right. I saw you over here. I thought you were cute. I just had to come meet you. Or you go up to a girl and say, you know, you looked really interesting. There's just something interesting about you. Like, I really like your style. I just wanted to come over and, and introduce myself. Right? Anything like that. That's good. That's good for one girl. Uh, if it's a group of girls during the day, for that, I mean, let's see. You can use, um, oh, my God, you can use any of those. And maybe not use the intention opener. Like, hey, you all girls look hot, you know, or hey, you girls look cute. I'd come over and say hi. A little creepy during the day. Um, but a situational opener, a social opener is good. Hey, you girls look fun. I'd come over and say hi. Right? That's good for, for a daytime type approach. Uh, let's see. At night, at night you're, you're rarely going to see a girl who's going to be alone. It's so rare. Like once in a while you'll see a girl. Maybe she's by the bar by herself. Uh, and by the way, when I say at night, I don't mean like at night um, on the sidewalk or a, or a bookstore. I mean like at a bar or a club, right? So that's generally nighttime, okay? But I actually call those social approaches. I, I say there's there's social approaches and there's casual approaches, right? So it's not really the difference between the where the sun is and if it's night or day. It, it's more about um, it's more about is it in a social environment or is it in a more calm environment, right? So like 
whether it's day or night, you're still going to approach a girl at a grocery store or at a bookstore, um, you know, differently with a little bit lower energy with, with how I just taught you there, um, you know, in that kind of an approach. But if it's a girl, if it's a group of girls or even one girl at night, you're always going to want, or I'm sorry, not at night, in a social setting, right? And again, that can be at a party, a pool party, a, a bar, it doesn't matter if it's day or night, but if it's some sort of social event or social gathering, you want you're gonna want to come in with a lot of energy, right, and and be really excited and and use something that's gonna be probably a social opener. I think that's the best. Okay, so any kind of social event, going up and saying, "Hey, you girls look fun," I had to come over and say hi. If she's by herself, um, you can say uh, some sort of intention. You can say, "Hey, you look you look cute," I had to come over and say hi. Uh, you can ask her an opinion on something. Situational, I think, might be the best. That might be the best if you're just, you know, at some sort of event and she's alone and ask her about her drink or even ask her, you know, something about whatever event is going on, you know, anything like that. But again, when it's when it's some sort of social event, girls are usually with their friends, okay? So there you go, guys. That's some of the information I wanted to give you on openers, some of the best stuff I have on that. Um, you know, so go use that. Go use it. And uh, tell me how it goes for you. You can email me at trip at tripadvice.com and let me know how those work out for you. Again, that's trip with two Ps if you don't already know. And uh, yeah, so that's it. That's openers. Uh, But before I get into uh, my next segment here, I'm going to tell you a few stories. Uh, I just want to remind you that if you haven't gotten the free 17-minute video, and you might be like, Trip, I'm trying to listen to you. You're trying to push me to get a 17-minute video. Uh, no, finish the rest of this. Listen, there's a lot of good stuff. But afterwards, it's a free gift, 17-minute video where I film one of my students doing an approach and break down everything he's doing right and wrong. So you can get that at tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift. And also, I got to remind you, I know I'm going to be reminding you every podcast twice just so you just so I get in your thick skull. Uh, that we really, really love and appreciate if you leave us a review on the podcast and if you subscribe to the podcast as it helps keep this puppy alive uh, because the more that you give us love, the more we can just keep putting out stuff. So thank you so much. I uh, I truly appreciate you for listening in and, uh, and uh, having some fun. But uh, we're not even close to done. I want to tell you a story. So now it's story time. I want to tell you a story about, uh, and I'm going to be doing story time. I do these in, in every podcast, and it's going to be a story related to whatever the topic is, okay? Because I have a lot of stories from my personal adventures going out and uh, and uh, doing a ton of approaches. Like I said, I, I actually did two years of straight approaching. I was going out anywhere from four to seven nights a week. Yeah, let that sink in for a second. Imagine that, four to seven nights a week. Of doing straight approaching, some nights I or some some uh, some weeks I'd be going out for like an entire like two to three weeks. It was pretty insane. Um, I don't know how I didn't get sick. Actually, I do know I wasn't drinking. Uh, I was taking. I was making sure I was taking lots of like vitamins and supplements. I was working out. I was drinking a lot of water. I was always very hydrated and um, a lot of things that just really kept me going. I actually recommend that to you too if you want to do a lot of approaching and. Uh, do a do a goat actually that's that's what we call it i'll do a maybe i'll do a, a, an episode on that uh goat stands for go out a thon so it's an acronym goat uh it's a go out a thon where you go out multiple days in a row super super helps your uh your approach skills your attraction skills and getting girls to to like you and you you feel way more comfortable with girls when you go out that much so highly suggest it anyway story time so I just want to tell you about, and it's a quick story. Actually, I got a couple for you, uh, which you're going to really like. So the worst rejection I've ever got from an opening, uh, I want to tell you about that story. It's a quick one. But guys always ask me, you know, Trip, what was the worst rejection you've ever got? Because guys get so, they get so scared to uh, to go and approach girls. They get approach anxiety. They get nervous. They get anxious. And uh, I want to tell you one of the worst rejections I've ever got. Again, Imagine, I've done like a thousand approaches. This is the worst rejection I've ever got. I go up to a girl, hot, blonde, tall, skimpy, club dress, we're at a club, and I go up to her, and here's the funny part. I didn't even have a chance to use an opener. I literally opened my mouth, she looks at me and says, fuck you, and then walks away with her friends. 
And I thought that was hilarious because, I mean, I didn't even get a chance to say anything. It's obviously just like a, at that point, it's a rejection. It's a hard rejection, but what do I care? She doesn't know me, right? She, hasn't, she knows nothing about me. I laughed it off. And that was early on too. I got that like when I first started going out and practicing approaching girls and talking to girls. And I just found it hilarious that that after all these years, that happened to be the worst one. And here's the, here's the funniest part about it. That's not only the worst one that I've experienced, but I have yet to see any worse than that. And I've worked with so many students, hundreds of students, taken them out, coached them, brought them out, actually wired them up to microphones so I could listen in on the conversations and help them approach girls. And I still haven't heard anything worse than that. So if you're worried about like getting slapped in the face or threatened by another guy or her boyfriend coming over or something just crazy, um, getting a drink thrown in your face, it's just not going to happen. You got to be pretty, pretty freaking, freaking obnoxious to, to have that happen. So don't worry about it. Okay. So here's a, a more uh, fun story, right? So uh, I'll tell you another time when an opener worked really well, okay? So this is a story I call Drunk Vegas Kiss. So I remember I was uh, I was a little tipsy. And uh, I'll be honest, being a little tipsy, that's kind of what helped. Um, that's what helped this interaction, as you'll see in a second. Uh, but I was a little bit tipsy. And I was, again, kind of new to all this and starting to go out more. But it was Vegas. So even though I, I rarely drink, uh, I'll have, at this point in my life, I maybe have a scotch every now and again because I love the taste of, uh, excuse me, I love the taste of scotch. Uh, but but yeah, when I started learning this stuff, I never drank. I never drank. I never uh, went out because I wanted to learn this stuff and really have a good good uh, skill set and good foundation. So, so I didn't. But you know, when you're in Vegas, you tend to party pretty hard and it's a party atmosphere. So this one night, we ended up drinking a little bit, got, got kind of drunk. And uh, you know what happens when you get drunk? You become fearless, right? Like completely fearless. And at this point, I was already starting to become fearless because I was practicing going out so much. But the best part about this was that I uh, I was like fearless times a million, right? Because I'm getting better at this and I have a little bit of alcohol in me. So that helped a lot. So me and my friend, my buddy, who was my wingman at the time, we're just kind of hanging out and uh, we go to a club and maybe there for like an hour or something, approaching some girls, feeling good, having a few drinks. And uh, I end up going uh, up to this like kind of balcony area. Uh, I forgot what what club we were at might have been like in the cosmopolitan something like that oh no 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 maybe it was uh the palms yeah that's it i think it was it was like ghost bar at the palms anyway so i was there and uh what ended up happening was some girl comes over and she kind of looks at me as she walks past me i'm like leaning against this like balcony and uh she looks at me and i look at her we, we, we match eyes and i go hi and she goes hi I go, what is your name? Okay, so that was, and I did it with like this kind of like sly smirk, like like flirty, like what is your name? And I kind of grab my, I put my hand out to grab hers and she puts her hand in mine and I kind of pull her in. And uh, I'll be honest, I don't, I don't remember her name at all. Um, yeah, not one bit. Uh, but she said, my name is whatever. And then I asked her like, so what are you doing here? Who are you here with? And she's like, oh, I'm here with my friend. And her friend was next to us and my wingman was talking to her. And I think in about 30 seconds of talking about fluff, I just look at her. I stop talking. She's looking me in the eyes. There's like a pause for like 10 seconds. Imagine how long that is, by the way. 10 second pause. And I just go in for the kiss. Right? So that's my drunk Vegas kiss. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, listen, I know that that's not like an original story. People have stories uh, a ton of stories of, of, of making out with girls, um, you know, within a couple of minutes or things like that. I'm not trying to show off, but I just want to really explain to you the reason of that story and why I'm telling you on this episode is because it's pretty powerful, the kind of connection you can make. And again, saying to you that the opener is not really what matters, right? It's about the energy that you put out. It's about being very uh, comfortable in your own skin and uh, being very present and being calm and moving slow and and having a lot of energy and a lot of um, kind of passion behind the things that you're saying to make it sound like you're you're 
uh, like you're comfortable and that you actually are interested in the girl, right? And there's a lot you can convey through your body language and, and looking comfortable and being relaxed and, and speaking to her and looking, excuse me, looking in her eyes, right? I was able to, to get away with that. Um, I mean, again, I'll admit she was, I'm sure she was a little bit drunk too. So, you know, your, your guard gets let down. It's easier to kiss a girl at a club when two people are drunk. But, but again, I wouldn't have been able to do that no matter what, if I wasn't, you know, I didn't have that good energy. I wasn't comfortable and, uh, I wasn't, you know, talking slow and talking flirtatious to her and, and just being able to look for the signs of whether or not I knew she wanted me to kiss her. And those signs at that point were that she was, you know, she let me hold her hand. She was close to me. We were almost in kissing position. She was smiling at me a lot, giving me these kind of like these um, puppy dog type of eyes where her eyes are really wide. And, and you know, we created this bubble around us where no one else was, was or we weren't really paying attention to anyone, anyone else around us, right? So, so we made that moment and I took advantage of that moment and went for the kiss. So uh, just so you know, that's, uh, that can happen to you. You never know. And uh, yeah, so that's story time. All right, so let's go to my next segment here, which is Q&A. Okay, Q&A is uh, where I answer your personal questions that you send in. So if you have any questions for the podcast, questions for me, just write an email at trip at tripadvice.com. And trust me, I read every single one of them. So don't think, oh, there's going to be a flood. He's not going to read mine. Trust me, I read all of them. I will get to as many questions as I can. All you got to do, and this is very important because we won't know to answer your question on the podcast, put in the subject, podcast question, okay? And go ahead and write your question in the email with as much information as you can give us. So if you have a story, you need advice on something specific, uh, go ahead and do that. And by the way, you have to be 18 or older. I will not be answering questions uh, from anyone who is under 18. So um, again, you have to be 18 or older. The questions can be anything related to dating, conversations, flirting, attraction, sex, relationships, women, whatever it is, go ahead and send them in. Okay. Today's question comes from Charlie. And he asks, Dear Trip, I have a question. Why do I find it hard to flirt with women? I mean, I can think of some witty or flirty things to say to a girl, but why is it that when I need them, they don't come out of my mouth? Charlie. Okay. Charlie, here's the deal with this one. You're getting caught up on the outcome, okay? So he's saying that he finds it hard to flirt with women, okay? And the fact that he, like, has some things to say, you know, and there's a lot of things out there. I'll be doing some episodes on flirting and things like that and what to say to a girl when you're saying flirty stuff. Um, But he's wondering, you know, what's going on that, like, I know what to say, but they just don't, it doesn't happen for me, Okay. Here's what's happening, Charlie. The reason why you're not letting it come out of your mouth is because you're scared. You're scared of the consequences. You're outside of your comfort zone at this point. You've probably never flirted with a girl before. Uh, and, and if you have, you've very little experience with it. And even though you know what to say, you just can't make yourself say it because you're afraid of either getting rejected or she's not going to like you or that you know, everything you've learned is actually wrong. Like you don't want to have all this information. It's like, you know, listening to this podcast, hearing this information and being scared to use it because if you realize that this stuff doesn't work, then you're doomed forever, okay? Which is not true. Of course, yes, you may get rejected. Rejection is going to happen. But let me tell you something. Don't get caught up on what may happen. The most important thing, Charlie and, and you who's listening, is that you just take action and you just do it. Use some of the openers that, you know, we use today. Use the stuff that you've been learning around the internet. I'm sure you've been studying or researching a lot of this stuff. Use it. See what happens. Don't be afraid of what's going to happen. That doesn't matter. The most important thing is using it. The most important thing is actually putting things into action so you can start getting practice on what's working and what's not working. Okay? That's the most, most important thing. So, Charlie, my advice to you is, Use it. Don't worry about anything that's going to happen. Um, you know, and the way to not worry about what's going to happen is just remember that you're, you're going to be practicing. Excuse me, you're going to be practicing this stuff for a long time, 
okay? A long, long time. And you're not going to nail it every time, okay? This is a sport. This is a skill, okay? You're going to have to practice flirting and, and, and using your openers, and it's not going to work. But you got, in order to make it work, you got to do it and hone in on the skill and practice over and over, okay? So that's the deal uh, with that, Charlie, and uh, I wish you luck. Okay, let's move on to the next segment, which is Dude of the Week. This is one of the segments on the show where I talk about an inspirational guy, whether it be from history or even from uh, today, uh, even sometimes maybe a fictional character. I'm going to talk about some of the ways that you can learn from him and emulate him to be a more attractive man and live uh, a more successful, more powerful, more fulfilling life. And that's what I want for you, okay? Uh, So today's Dude of the Week is, drumroll please, Thomas Edison. (laughs) Oh God, you're probably thinking I was going to pick someone like some war hero or something like that. And and maybe one day I will, but uh, just for this, just so you know, uh, I'll be picking different guys who, who, yeah, who, who represent a lot of different things. So, uh, Thomas Edison, if you don't know who he is, which you should, if you're at least if you're American, eh, if you're not American, you should know who this guy is. Well, he, he's an American inventor. He's a businessman. Uh, he invented the phonograph, the motion picture camera, and, uh, and the electric light bulb. Okay. But you probably already knew that, right? Um, actually what's funny is I've been reading a lot about Thomas Edison lately and, and how amazing he is. He actually didn't really invent the, uh, the light bulb per se, uh, people have already invented light bulb before him. I, I don't know exactly any names for you, uh, but what he did is he made it actually because he's more of a businessman. He worked really hard on making the light bulb so it it was better. He made an improved version of the light bulb and he got it out to uh, to put in Americans' homes, to put it everywhere, to put it in your home so you could have a light bulb because uh, the other light bulbs that people invented before that uh, they weren't really for. For commercial use like that, so he made it kind of more commercial. Okay. Anyways, enough history about Thomas Edison. T. Eds. Uh, so the reason why I paid out Thomas Edison is because he really embodies the idea of work ethic. Okay, and and that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about on this, uh, and and why he's so important is because he worked so hard at at his inventions. I mean, again, I think I, I named only a, a couple of inventions he invented and and and, uh, and also just improved on a, on so many different things uh, that we use today. And uh, this guy, he slept like four hours a night. He worked all day long on his patents and inventions. Okay, it's pretty crazy. Think about that. He slept for four hours a night. Okay, so this guy, what he did is he took power naps. I think you can actually find like random weird pictures of Thomas Edison, like black and white photos of him napping in random places. Uh, but yeah, he um, he was able to create all this stuff and work and, and become so successful because he was working so hard and overcoming failure, okay? There's a lot out there on Thomas Edison that I think he worked on the light bulb on so many different inventions uh, of the light bulb. Like he redid it so many times to make it burn brighter, burn longer so that people could actually use it in their home. Okay, this guy worked 20 hours a day. He stopped at nothing to succeed at what he wanted to do. That's the reason why everyone knows his name. Okay, and and he was very focused too. He focused on that one thing. He focused on making that one thing better and worked so many hours and he loved it. Uh, I remember reading more about him. He, didn't, he never thought it was work. It wasn't work to him. It was fun. It was enjoyment. Okay, so let me ask you something because, of course, I'm not just doing a dude of the week to just praise some random person. Um, it's, it's all about affecting how it affects you. Could you imagine putting so much effort into something and stopping at nothing to get it? I mean, how about talking to girls, right? Could you just picture yourself learning as much as you can and fighting every battle to get to the top where you could have the types of women that you desired? Think about that. It's possible. I know it's possible because I did it. I never thought I was going to be able to do it. In fact, as I already told you on this episode, I spent years getting good at it. And it was the best decision of my entire life. Imagine what you could do 
with the power of work and time. Malcolm Gladwell, a famous author, he did books like uh, Blink and Outliers, David and Goliath. He said that in order to become a master at something, you need 10,000 hours at it. What do you think? you think that's true? I mean, I think so. I mean, you don't really need 10,000 hours to get good at meeting girls. I always say to my students, you know, I spent a lot of time working at this, but that's, you know, it's because I loved it and I ended up becoming a coach out of it. Most guys, they don't want to become a dating coach, right? Like myself, which only means this. You only have to work, I mean, maybe like 50% of what I did. But again, that's still a lot of work and uh, a lot of, a lot of energy put into it. So again, this doesn't have to be hard work. You know, I'm not telling you this is going to be impossible. It's not. This stuff is fun. Uh, you know, that's why I do it for a living. This is so much fun. All this stuff is, is great. And if you listen to the advice here and, and use this stuff, then you're going to split your time by like 80%. I never really had a lot of podcasts to listen to. I'm a little bit different. I, I, I couldn't really learn from stuff. Uh, much. I, I did read books. I read a lot about female psychology, but I didn't do too many courses when I first started uh, just because I just liked doing stuff and putting stuff into action. It took me a little bit longer, um, but that doesn't have to be the same for you. For you, you can watch this, or I'm sorry, listen to this and uh, and use it and put it into action and and, and do both. So, so yeah, so which leads me to uh, my last segment and uh, and then we, we close up the show. And the last segment that I'll always end with is a motivational quote. And uh, just to connect it to, um, you know, the dude of the week, we'll be taking a motivational quote from uh, Thomas Edison. And the quote is, it's a response to what someone said to him. Okay, so someone said to him, you lay down rather severe rules for one who wishes to succeed in life working 18 hours a day. Okay, so the guy said that you lay down severe rules for one who wishes to succeed in life, working 18 hours a day, right? Almost complaining, like, like those are pretty intense rules, right? Edison replied, saying this. Not at all. You do something all day long, don't you? Everyone does. If you get up at 7 o'clock and go to bed at 11, you have to put in 16 good hours. And it is certain with most men that they have been doing something all the time. They have been either walking or reading or writing or thinking. The only trouble is that they do it about a great many things and I do it about one. If they took the time in question and applied it in one direction to one object, they would succeed. Success is sure to follow such application. The trouble lies in the fact that people do not have an object, one thing to which they stick letting all else go. Success is the product of the severest kind of mental and physical application. I'll let that sink in for a second. Okay, so last but not least, before I let you go on today's episode, how will you get the most out of today's podcast? So that is the, uh, the last uh, kind of section we have here. How are you going to get the most out of today's podcast? Okay, and I want to have this, and I will have this every single week for you so you don't just kind of, you know, listen to some podcast and then uh, hop off and forget everything. I actually want you to, to use the stuff that I'm teaching you because I really, really want you to get results. But here's the thing. I'm not going to give you a tremendous amount of homework. I just want to give you one, one action item that you can do to get better, okay? Every week, I'll give you out some sort of action item and, uh, and you can use it and, you know, and I know that you're listening to this podcast cause, cause you want to learn and uh, you want to learn how to talk to girls, get hot girls, date them and have wild experiences in the bedroom. So if you want to truly succeed, it's again, I just can't stress it enough. It's important that, uh, you, you use this stuff to get tangible results. Okay. I'll step off my soapbox now. All right. So my homework for you on this episode is to use one of the openers from earlier, and try them on five different girls, okay? So one opener, five different girls, okay? See how it goes for you. Use all the concepts we talk about with your body language, your energy. Uh, go for one really successful opener. So don't just try to just use a bunch. Try like one that works for you and that you like the best, that you connect to the best, and put everything into it. Treat it like it's a real homework assignment that you have to get an A on. 
Okay, I know for some of you might be like, oh, I hate homework, I don't want to do it. Trust me, I get it. I didn't like homework either, but it's the only way to succeed. Okay, but this is better. Okay, instead of succeeding by turning in a, a paper on history and just getting a little A, uh, you'll actually at this point get a girl's number, which I think is not the worst result in the world. So again, use one of the openers, talk to five different sets of girls, see how each one reacts, try it, and uh, perform the opener better and better each time. Okay? All right, that's it for this episode. Go ahead and get your free gift at tripadvice.com slash podcast dash gift uh, to see a real live interaction of one of my students picking up two hot girls with my full breakdown and commentary. You will learn a ton from it. Okay, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast for weekly episodes. I'll see you next time on How to Talk to Girls. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.